Welcome to the Oklahoma Baseball Experience, your one-stop shop for all things Oklahoma Sooner Baseball. Hosted by the Sod Father himself, Johnny Baseball, and fellow berm bum, Brandon Schultz. It's time to unhitch the wagon and embrace the chaos. It's the Oklahoma Baseball Experience. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to another Oklahoma Baseball Experience. This is uh, Johnny Baseball. Brandon Schultz, how you doing tonight, man? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Watched uh, watched the Tampa Bay Lions game, so that was a, it was a fun game. Good. Uh, Baker had a, had another decent game. I think you know a couple of picks, but you know a, a lot of them were under duress. I think one of them got tipped by uh, by a wide receiver. So, but he had a solid game. I think um, that was important. Wish I would have won, but you know, great season for him and. Uh, excited to see what kind of a extension or or new contract he gets. Yeah, no, I think he played himself into a into a pretty good contract. So it looks like he found a home, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Actually, I think um, I think he finally found a good fit. Maybe maybe for the first time in his career, he'll have a head coach, same head coach in back to back seasons. So that that might help something. Definitely, he has played well this year, and it was nice to see him have that kind of season. And I, uh, I, I, I hope Mike Evans is back next year for him as his target because I know he dropped a few tonight. He probably caused that interception, but Mike Evans is one of the greatest wide receivers and we're wide of all time. Yeah, no, he's 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 really solid. Yeah, you, you know, he's made plenty of plays. So I mean, you can't dog him for for a couple of drops here or there when he's. I mean, he's been the main target all year. So. Uh, no, yeah, it was it was really cool. I mean, uh, playoff football is going on. You got college basketball and in conference play, and we're uh, really really counting down the days until the start of uh, baseball season. So, no, it's been fun around campus. There's been a, a lot of success going on with the basketball team. Uh, but to start things off tonight, I want to introduce our guest for the evening. Uh, we got Damon Miner with us. How are you doing, Damon? Good guys. How are you guys doing? Well, Damon, it's great to have you. That is for sure. Definitely. Thanks for having me on again. Looking forward to doing a few more this year with you guys. If you guys want to have me back. Oh, we'll have you back anytime, sir. This was a pleasant surprise. I'm glad you uh, you reached out to me to be on the show. I'm, I'm Believe me, Damon, you could be on every single time. We would not mind at all. No, I enjoy getting on and listening to you guys and kind of follow you guys on Twitter. And, and it's um, I really appreciate you. Uh, Putting brother's little signature on your uh, tab it was that's that's really really awesome. I appreciate that, Damon, and I uh, we are very sorry to hear about your brother. Yeah, it was a uh, you know it was a, a tough tough year. We got through it. We had such a uh, a good you know obviously with the uh, the celebration of life there in uh, Moore, Oklahoma uh, last week it had a really good showing and it, it was just, it, it was good to see guys come together and just see how much he meant to, uh, not only where, you know, Sooner Nation, but also up in, um, Salisbury, Maryland, where he's from and being up there, uh, with that, that funeral procession. So it was really good to, um, you know, to see guys and just have that reflection. 
Damon, I, I don't think there's any doubt that your brother quite possibly could have been one of the best two-sport athletes. I mean, and that's putting him in the likes of Kyler Murray. And I, I, I don't think you, I mean, I'm sure you understand. You're alumni, so you totally understand what he means to all of us and to the university athletic community. Yes. I mean, just, you know, the outpour, the outpour of, of support, what, you know, Ryan did, you know, playing two sports at Oklahoma, you know, just his genuine heart of uh, just caring. You know, he was a great athlete, but he, you know, he would just going through old pictures and just seeing, you know, what he did back there, just seeing, you know, trips to the hospital, um, just seeing kids always signing autographs, you know, always being there. Um, you know, heck, he was in basketball and as soon as the game over, he'd be playing, he'd come out and watch us and, and vice versa. So, um he was just such a uh, just a big heart and a big light for the University of Oklahoma. Yeah, no, it it really was incredible. How how I mean, I I figured there'd be a uh, you know a pretty big outpouring, but I didn't expect. I mean, at that that day on Twitter, that's that's all my feed was 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 just stories about Ryan and um, you know different people that he had in his life that, that you know he'd touched their lives or they they'd been a part of his. Um, you know, stories all over the place from uh, the major leagues. I, I mean, man, so many um, interactions from from the Sooner, you know, Twitter. And I, it was all, I mean, it was just all over the place. And I thought that was, that was really cool. And um, getting to see, uh, you know, this, this year in basketball, they've had uh, quite a few graphics of, of his, uh, his time at OU. And, um, you know, for someone who's a little bit younger, uh, who didn't really, you know, get to necessarily see him play very much. It's it's pretty crazy to go back and look at some of the accolades that he had, and uh, and and you don't really see that anymore. I mean, you know, Kyler had absolutely a great run football and and you know baseball, and, and like Johnny was saying, that's like the only person that I can even think to compare him to. Uh, but you know, it was, it was impressive and, you know, yeah, an all time sooner grade. I'm, I'm sure that, you know, they're going to continue to find ways to memorialize what he's did done for the university. So, and, and just, just touching base with that, you know, just, you know, obviously we're a lot older and a lot of, you know, kids didn't get to grow up and watch him play or, or see him, but just to see the outreach from, you know, from the university, you know, Joe, Joe C was, was awesome, you know, you know, setting up those t-shirts, um, that they had Peter, uh, Porter Moser, uh, Ryan Humphrey, just the, the basketball program and what they, what they did just to honor Ryan was just such a special time. And, and just what was awesome to see is that I was up in, um, up in Salisbury with, uh, with his family and his daughters, you know, they're young. They didn't get to see him, you know, a lot of his highlights and stuff. And just to see like them watching TV and just saying, is that right? Is that dad's Jersey? I mean, it was just such a, uh, just a special time. And just to see how they just kind of lit up and just were amazed at just seeing that other side of, of him and just seeing all the videos that were put on Twitter and, and what they put out. And, and I have to give a shout out to, you know, you know, Bill Self and University of uh, Kansas of, having that moment of silence up there when they played uh, OU up in the, the fog house. So that was just all the outreach has just been awesome. 
that is that is truly amazing. Uh, on our part, Damon, we plan on uh, using that silhouette graphic on our T-shirt this year for the Burn Bums, and uh, I'm probably letting the cat out of the bag. I apologize, but uh, his silhouette and the 30 design that my wife and I created are going to be a sticker on the helmets this year. That's um, Gaines mentioned that at the uh, yeah. at celebration, and that's that's just tremendous. I really appreciate you guys, and you just make sure that uh, you guys get out for the uh, the uh, the golf tournament in November. You guys are welcome. Oh, y'all are having another golf tournament? Yes. That was going to be one of my next questions. Is that going to be a continued thing? Actually, yes, we are. Um, we're going to do it in November fifth. Um, I'll just start it now. I know it's a long ways away, but uh, we're going to stay away from the summer. Because it's one hot and rainy, and um, and a lot of teammates that are still coaching and are not available. We're going to try to get it to where it's a little bit where guys can uh, be there, even though we had a, a great, great outreach the last golf tournament. But we're going to do it at Jimmy Austin again. Um, it's going to be another uh, um, instead of medical funds, we are definitely putting together for uh, scholarships for his uh, his daughters. Oh, that's fantastic! We are. Uh, putting together that and it's just going to be another another way to keep his uh, memory and legacy alive and i think moving forward after that we're going to um um we might move our golf tournaments around the state just so we can reach other people in, in, in different areas of the state possibly so that's been thrown out there so um we're we're definitely looking forward to that do y'all have a specific date in november november 5th election day so you can't forget it. Well, barring any kind of uh, issues, I would say that Brandon and I will definitely be there. Absolutely. One yeah. of us, at least, will be there. You guys will be there. And hopefully November 5th, it should be cool and around some football time. So it'll it'll be a good time. Has uh, Darby talked to you about the Oklahoma Baseball Club at all? You know what? I, I saw that on Twitter a little bit earlier today. Um, he's mentioned it a little bit, but I want to – I got to get some more information on it so we can uh, – Okay. Um, if you guys can kind of fill me in a little bit on it. Yeah, no, it's uh, the new booster club for the baseball team. Okay. Uh, they used to have the home run club or the diamond club in mm-hmm. that, I guess, kind of faded out of, uh, they just transitioned into this new one. And uh, Darby Carmichael, which mm-hmm. is uh, Braden and Easton's father, he's the one who's heading this up. And it's uh, kind of an, it's, I wouldn't say it's an internal NIL, but it's funds that go directly towards the baseball program to help them with travel, with uh, the stadium upgrades. And some of it's going to, I guess, be donated to the general fund for that. And just for the betterment of our, our student athletes and helping them with you know direct funds towards the program. It doesn't have to go anywhere or be earmarked for anything else before it comes to us. Oh, that's that's awesome. And, and I, I've seen a couple of emails from a cut. Wanted to. Um, I'm glad I, I saw that, so I can dive into it more because that that's going to be great for the program. Because the you know with you guys see how the NIL and see how the the way that's transitioning in different programs you know across the country. It's a uh, it's it's a definitely a tough thing that we have to kind of help, and especially in baseball and the, in the secondary sports, they 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 need help. It isn't quite to the point in baseball where you can't be competitive without it, but it's it's probably going to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you're right, you know the the secondary sports certainly need it, but I think it's also for that reason it's a it's a great time um, in the baseball world to where if you if you do have a a, a solid nil, um, you know you're 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 going to kind of be at the forefront uh, because a lot of schools aren't aren't quite up there. 
um, to even be able to do it for, for some of the smaller, smaller sports. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a big deal. And especially, you know, you're, you're, you're transitioning to the SEC and that, that animal there is, is, is obviously a lot different and compared to the big 12, uh, financially as well. And, and so I think that's really, that's really awesome to see, especially, you know, baseball has been, you know, handcuffed with 11 and a half scholarships forever. And, and that's just, that's just definitely, definitely hard on players, especially when you got to have a roster of 25 and, and plus. So this is, that's awesome to see. And I'm looking forward to be a part of that. Yeah, no, we're, we're allowed to carry 40 now, you know, with the, after the COVID year, they carry 40 throughout the season. Uh, last year, I think they carried 38. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that 11 point, 11 and a half, 11.7 does not go very far at all. I mean, no, there's some yeah. guys who are paying to play baseball here at the University of Oklahoma. So it's, it is, it's crazy. There's some guys that get decent amount of time that are playing, paying to play. Right. It, yeah, it, it's absolutely in, insane. So, I mean, that's a question for me. I'm unsure of Damon. What do you happen to remember when you were playing? What was it? 11.7 then as well? Uh, is it not changed? I, I, it has not changed. It was, I want to say it was, I thought it was 11 and 11.5, but if it's a, either way, 11.7, I just remember not until my senior year did I get to a percentage that I was like, okay, this is, you know, like, wow, this is a lot different. So there was percentages. I, I could imagine, I can't, I don't know the number off top, but I know my first couple of years, there was definitely under 50% scholarship because it was, um, it was definitely those times that you had to spread it out. You know, we had a lot of uh, players that were um, out of state, so that funds to bring them in, they needed obviously a little bit more scholarship. So um, it was definitely tough, and but um, I think they have to, we have to find a way to to make where these secondary sports, and if it's NIL now to, to bring in money to help with, to provide those scholarship funds, that's the way you have to do it. There's absolutely nothing wrong with, you know, taking a bet on yourself and walking on somewhere. We've had some prolific walk-ons in, in recent history. I mean, Blake Robert, Robertson, for God's sakes, mm-hmm. <laughs> was a walk-on. You know, we, uh, Garrett, or Garrett Bouchel, he was a walk-on. Mm-hmm. So we've had some insane walk-ons, but we talk about going to the SEC and, you know, a, a big chunk of this sport or, or one of the, the truest things about this sport is when you get to this level, you've got to start being brutally honest with yourself, with the program, Mm -hmm. with everything. And we are so far behind when it comes to the arms race, as far as facilities, NIL. Uh, I mean, I know that, that Skip isn't necessarily one of those guys who wants that, you know, prima donna, you know, highest NIL we can pay, you know, that kind of guy. He, He doesn't want that. But we also got to find some kind of middle ground, and we can't even find that middle ground if we don't have support. And so, if we can start with more interest, more financial uh, assistance to the program, however it may be, you know. So, no, that and that that's correct because you, I mean, you look at you know just prime example. LSU won it last year, and I, what is it? Seven or eight of their players were transfers. And they didn't transfer there to walk on. So, <laughs> to be honest, so I, I think yeah. to compete at that higher level, and especially there, you're going to have to have that help to just because you can find and develop players. But sometimes those some of the players that that 
are going to get money elsewhere aren't pre prima donna players they're they're players that want to play but when you some guys get that money in in front of them it's hard to turn down so i think if there's a they find that middle ground and and be able to find that financial backing to help in those and find those right kids i i mean especially with the uh the coaching staff they have in place there with skip and willits and you know, and Russell and all those guys there. And now we got Todd Butler there. I think they're in really good position with the uh, development part. So now it just comes down to have some financial uh, stability on the backside too. Butler has absolutely been kicking ass on the recruiting trail. Mm-hmm. He yes. has brought in some absolutely massive tools for us this, this next year and the coming years. That uh, The 24 class that's going to be signing – you know, or be joining us next fall. Hopefully is, signing. Well, yeah, hopefully signing. Yeah. Is going to be one of the best classes we have had in decades. Yeah. And and that's testament to, you know, Butler coming over and, and his, you know, obviously, you know, he's been around a long time. I got to meet him, uh, came down for a couple this, this fall and saw a couple scrimmages before I had to go. And, and it was good to talk to him and, and just see, just watch some of the players that they have. And then some of the, the transfer guys and, and some of the signees that they're bringing in, some of the big hitters that I, I, I've seen. And they're always going to have their arms. And now it's just having more that explosion of offense as well to add to those arms. And it's just, it's really, really nice to see. I'm, I'm really hoping we found our Tommy White in the, the Frederick Kid. Because he might be an instant superstar. Yeah. Okay. Give me a little update on some of the some of the guys, if you don't mind, Frederick. Yeah, Car- Carter Frederick. He's what from Sneed State? Is that? Yeah, he was from? originally at Auburn. Um, he didn't play there, and then uh, went to Sneed State, and uh, he absolutely raked for them. Um, I think yeah, almost five hundred. Yeah, and had like fourteen, I think, bombs. So he, yeah, he was really strong there, and. 22, 22 doubles. I mean, he, the guy had a ton of extra base hits. So, Good. but yeah, almost hitting five hundred with power is insane. So, yeah, and then I saw they got the uh, Gurton kid from Texas Tech pitcher. Yeah, no, Gurton's um, gonna be be great for us. Yes, they are um, super excited about him. They got the lefty minor from uh, Wichita State, which is spelled different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's gonna be a real interesting one to see where he slots in. Um, I think because just because he's got the proven track track record at Wichita state, I mean, he had a lockdown year last year. Um, and, and he's a guy that's, that's a a real flamethrower. So, um, really excited to see where, where he slots in. Is he the son of the UFC fighter? He is the son of the UFC fighter. Oh, like now what happens if we, uh, have a bench clearing brawl? He ends up. (laughs) Don't we have one more year at Bedlam in that that (laughs) show? Yeah, oh, all three okay. are in Stillwater this year. I feel uh, confident that we come out on top. All three, you know, I four years never we never won a game in Stillwater. That's how tough it was up there in uh, back in the nineties. Well, it hadn't gotten any easier. I'll tell you that. No, much. they no. Uh, that's the one place, and and I think we were the last. We we did brawl the last game there, and it was it was uh, before they went to the Big Twelve in ninety six, and we got a police escort out of town. That was the last time they played there. The series until. Uh, until they went back uh, home and home again, at like what in two thousand and I want to say maybe twelve, thirteen or something. It was late. It was crazy. What was the fall? Yeah, that's I was going to ask about that. What was the fallout from the brawl? Was it just like you got the police escort out of town and that was it? 
Like, did, were there suspensions or no, anything it, like there that? Was, no, like, there was no suspensions. We had a couple suspensions on the field, how it, why it started. But, um, but other than that, no, it wasn't, uh, there was no, nothing after that. But um, you guys probably don't know the story. You guys weren't old enough. No, we weren't. I was like 10 years old. So, so like in uh so we actually that that game was going to be the deciding factor of who who wins or, you know, the the series and we actually scored a uh run to go up in the uh bottom of the uh top of the ninth and then we had a uh a walk, an error, and then a guy hits a double in the gap and the guys the winning runs round in third. And our pitcher's walking off and, you know, words are being said. He didn't even make it to home plate. It was into our dugout brawl and lasted for about 10 minutes. And then we got on the bus and, you know, you're in the middle of Stillwater and, you know, they're not drinking, uh, you know, apple juice. <laughs> they're throwing beer bottles at you. And, and it was, uh, it, it was, and, and that's what the robbery was. And, and, and I think it's kind of, not quite as much. I mean, I have to say, not the rivalry is not as much because of the transfer rules now and the, and stuff like that in the portal. Um, you know, we were playing against them for four years. A lot of t- you know, a lot of players and a lot of Oklahoma players on both teams. But uh, yeah, they've all played each other already a thousand <clears throat> times throughout their careers. Right. Yep, or so, with each other. Right. So it was a, uh, and I think we had a, um, especially in '94 when we won it. Uh, they actually, uh, we, they won the big 12 tournament or big eight tournament, but, uh, that was the first, um, we had a lot of players, you know, from California and they got that first taste of Bedlam. And it was, it was that California fire that we had on our team that, that brought to Bedlam was awesome. I, uh, a couple of years ago, I did a bunch of research on that year and I found a bunch of videos from it, from the daily Oklahoman. Oh, really? There is. Yeah. There is one where... <clears throat> I think it is Bucky. They're interviewing Bucky and it's, he's almost unrecognizable as far as like his demeanor mm-hmm. because he seems like he is just ready to take your head off at any moment. Yeah. And, that, and that's what made him great. That's why, uh, you know, he would come in and get two, two inning saves all the time. And he had that knuckle curve and it was just, he, he was, he was, we knew that if we can get a lead to there, we were good. And he just had that demeanor, and he still has that demeanor. He's, it, you you see him, and and uh, just we had some great teammates. And you know, obviously going back to the celebration with Ryan, how many guys showed up? Mark Redmond, Dusty Hanson, Rick Gutierrez. You know, all those guys. Um, there were so many guys there. Rich Hills, a lot of guys, a lot of of the players that we uh, that came from California. They are now based in Oklahoma. That's how much they love the state. And that's how oh, many wow. they love the University of Oklahoma. Rick Gutierrez is there. Um, <clears throat> uh, Shiner is there. Jeff Shiner. A lot of guys stayed and came back to Oklahoma. Rich Hills did. So um, Derek Glasgow was there for a while. Um, I actually just played golf with Russ uh, Ortiz uh, yesterday here oh, wow. in Arizona. But it, um, this the the how they love the University of Oklahoma. It's just awesome to see. What uh? What percentage of the '94 team would you say was in attendance? Um, I I would say, um, I would say probably at least sixty percent. There was a lot of guys. There. That's amazing. It was, um, and then guys that, um, you know, Pat Harrison was there. 
he spoke. Um, obviously, Larry Cachero was there. Um, there was, uh, it was, you know, and then on the basketball side, Mike Anderson was there. Um, a lot of guys, um, Alex Brown. Um, it was just Tommy Tubbs, his son. <laughs> Tommy Tubbs was there. Um, it, it was just, it was an awesome, awesome experience to just to see the overwhelming support. When you say around 60%, that's, a, that is amazing. So that's really cool to see. Um, you know, I, I don't know how often, you know, you all, I don't know if you have like a group text message or anything like that. Um, but I'm sure, you know, that's not really the way that you want to see everyone again, but I'm sure, um, that's one thing that brings you all back together. And, um, like you were saying, it'll be exciting maybe for the golf tournament, even, um, to see some of those guys that, uh, that couldn't make it in the, in the summertime, be able to make it in November and, uh, and, and get them all back together again. Yes. And, and like you got Eric Thomas and, uh, Tim Walton, they're, um, you know, they're with the University of Florida softball and the programs that they've built there. Um, you know, they obviously couldn't be there. Um, Kenny Gaiosi obviously was up up north in in Stillwater uh, doing softball stuff. Um, but a lot of guys reached out. We have a text group thread, 94 Champs, that we're all on. So, so we kind of have that where we'll follow um, and, and kind of just talk to guys and tell them where we're going to be or, you know, I'm in this city uh, – you know, traveling here to Vegas, let's go out. MJ Mariani's out in, in Vegas and uh, he was sick. He was going to try to be there, wanted to be there, but he was sick. So he couldn't make it. And then, and it was also live streams for uh, guys that couldn't be there and a lot of people because of the weather. So um, they got to see and, and really, you know, share in that experience. If I uh, promise not to respond to anybody in that text group, would you just add me into it? So I can... <laughs> I got to live that. We got that. There's some, probably some stuff we got to, we can't get out. So <laughs> I had to shoot my shot. Yeah, there you go. Uh, well, Damon, we really appreciate you joining us, man. We won't keep you any longer, but yeah. And then, um, and definitely with the, uh, you know, the berm, I uh, talked with Russ and try to do the pizza this year. Yeah, no, we the more the merrier because I know Russ wants uh, to, to have his load uh, lightened a little bit on that because I know it gets to be plus with uh, the expansion of the Big Twelve, we're gonna need uh, all the help we can get. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. I want to. I would like to try to help him with that this year, or at least oh, donate what I can. Thank you. Um, and then also we're coming into. Uh, we actually, I'm with Sacramento, obviously with the Giants, and, and our AAA team comes into Okie City early cool. this year in April. So if you guys want to get out, let me know, get some tickets and watch the, absolutely. Uh, the well, you Dodgers. know, we're not the Dodgers. We're not the Dodgers anymore. Do you know that? Yeah, you guys, but you're still that blue color, which is, it's hard Tough. to fathom. You know, I've been in my, this is going on, golly, playing and coaching. I'm about 27 years in, I think. Um, and wearing orange and orange and black. And I never thought I would wear orange and black, but uh, that Dodgers is like orange and black when you're wearing uh, crimson and cream. So, oh, definitely. No, we uh, we're kind of taken aback by the the name change. What do you do? You know what we're called now? No, I do not. We are called the Oklahoma City Baseball Club. Okay, they don't have mascot. They're just called the Oklahoma City Baseball Club. Well, that's going to be a weird transition. They, I mean, I, they're going to have to find a name. I saw some of the retro unis were pretty cool though. 
that they were oh, thinking yeah. about using, which is cool. Well, every Thursday they're going to be the 89ers. The 89ers, which I'm yeah, I'm good with because we played in that 89er stadium. Did you so, ever play for the 89ers? No, I was. Uh, they were gone by the time uh, oh, I started they? playing professional baseball. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that Triple Association uh, left, and it was just the PCL and IL. But we did play in that stadium, obviously in uh, big the Big Eight tournament. So mm-hmm. um, now it's I drive by it when I was home. I drove by, and it's just a parking lot. So yeah, they but they you know they still have the uh, three posts from the scoreboard out there at the end of the parking lot. The one that held up the scoreboard, huh? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. There's three big giant uh, metal spires, whatever you want to call them, uh, eye bars or whatever, huh. and they they're what held up the scoreboard. They they should have left the Marlboro Man out there. Oh, definitely, man. <laughs> I remember my brother hit one off him when we were playing and uh, playing the regional there in '95. What do you get a carton of cigarettes? Yeah, you know, back in the day, they probably did. If he in pro ball, you never know. Oh, it blows my mind, man! I've seen uh, pictures of uh, managers smoking in the dugout <laughs> during oh, pro games. It's hilarious. Back what they did back back then. <laughs> Hell, you're not allowed to eat seeds in most places anymore. I know. No, yeah. that is true. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's changed a lot. We definitely fed a lot better now in in professional baseball. It's it's a uh, a lot better now as a as a coach than it was a player back in the minor leagues. So that's that's definitely a plus. That is something I would really actually like to to talk to you about next time you come on, Damon. Is is really the the minor league lifestyle? Since like you saying you you've kind of lived in it for twenty years. I mean, I'm I'm sure you have plenty of um, the good, the bad, and the ugly of it. And you know what what in the world. Can we do? We were just—I was just talking about this with uh, uh, my dad the other day. Of, of you know, you've got Shohei Otani signing hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in contracts, and you got guys in the minor leagues that are still making you know a thousand dollars a month to play baseball. You know, like I, I'm sure there's there's plenty we could talk about there. So I'd, I'd love to hear um, how it actually kind of works in in that that area. That that would be a good one. You get a, a few of us that played. Uh, quite a bit, and then got to the big leagues. See how that transition was. You know, mm-hmm. get Russell, get Russell on, and me, and maybe get a few of the other guys on. It'd be that'd be really cool. We could probably get David to join us. Yeah, some, cur- would, some current guys. Sandlin? Yeah, get some current yeah. guys. Yeah, see what the comparison is like. Especially with the new scheduling, all the new schedules a lot easier. We used to play third. We used to play one off day at us a, a month. You'd get one off day, and that usually was a travel day anyways. And then you'd have the all-star break. And then after all-star break, you'd play 37 straight in the season. My gosh. So you'd have seven off days for a 140-game schedule. How was everybody not always injured? Um, that That is crazy to me. That is wild. Well, the game, it's changed, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, – I, I, I think we just played – a lot, and we just—I mean, I would say we took care of ourselves, but we—we just—we just played. We didn't really have um, the injuries. Wise, we were just just constantly playing. So when you're in that kind of going and getting constant at bats, getting constant constant inning, innings, I think in today's game the, the innings aren't quite there. The the way the you know guys get to professional baseball from high school and then college. 
there's not as many innings. So I think it's just, it's just a whole lot of, a little bit of different how it was kind of back in, back in the nineties and two thousands compared to now. So that we could get on a rabbit hole in it a long time. With no, all, so here's what we that. do is we get all those guys and then we get Jonathan Gray, right? And then you add in Jack Mayfield, who's playing for Tijuana in the Mexican league right now. Just get across uh-huh. the board, all the different leagues. Oh, Sheld- in Japan. Sheldon Noisy coming in we from Japan. Late at night. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a, that would be a good, good discussion. Cause I, you know, I was able to play over in Japan and then played six years in uh winter league. So it's a, um, that would be fun to hear some of the stories of the new guys, how, what their, uh, what their thoughts are of uh, playing winter league. I tell and you, you, do is you, you rent out like a theater or something and do this thing live, try and get everybody all in the same <laughs> place. Cause that would be amazing. That, I, I would there pay good go. money to watch that and listen to that. That would be, that would be cool. All right, Damon, like I said, we won't keep you any longer. We really appreciate it, man. And uh, come back anytime, bud. Definitely. And I appreciate you guys having me on. I just felt you guys do a lot and uh, for the program and, and for, and just for everyone in, in Oklahoma. And, and, and there's just so much, it was such a, uh, I know it, it wasn't what I wanted to, to come back to for, but uh, this last year and a half just really, you know, I've been out of Oklahoma for a long time, being out in Arizona and just trying to get back with our kids doing sports or in school and then not getting back, but maybe a couple of times in the, in the winter, but being back and just seeing the uh, love and support from the university and, and all the Oklahoma um, people that have, that have reached out on DMS and everywhere. It's just, it just brings back, man, I got to get back home and hopefully in a year or so, be able to get back and be able to get, get back into, Oklahoma and, and especially in the university, that'd be awesome. Yes, 100%. yes, sir. Well, we really appreciate it, Damon. Thank you again. Thank you, guys. It's really nice having Damon on with us, man. I enjoyed hearing about his brother, hearing all of his stories. I mean, it's it's been a, a rough year for the OU sporting community. I mean, we lost George Frazier earlier this year. Uh, now we've lost Ryan Miner. It's this is it's a, it's a rough rough patch we're going through. It it is. And, you know, um, yeah, I mean, George Frazier, you know, I, I saw that you had, um, posted yeah. about Z, uh, the other day on, in his home run, which was an epic Were you there moment, that? but yeah, you know, I was not, but I was listening to the broadcast for it. Home. Um, I was watching it on my, on the, whatever the Sooner sports TV they used to have back then. Mm-hmm. So I, it was like the one day I didn't go to the park. <laughs> miss something epic like that but yeah i i don't know and you know i always i know that there's um not not everyone is forthcoming about their medical ailments or whatever and i i mean everyone's different about that and you know that's their prerogative but i i had no idea that george was like there was necessarily anything anything really wrong so yeah, and we're not here to speculate but i mean do we still don't know what happened to george do we I, I mean, I don't, I didn't do any research, but, um, you know, I've, I'm, he was a athlete his whole life. I'm sure he was in relatively good, you know, health from a certain perspective. I don't, I, I'm sure it was some sort of battle with something. I I understand. I mean, it's, it's just, like I said, it's been a rough, rough, rough patch and 
I hate to have to gather on those circumstances, but to hear him talk about the outpouring of love towards the Miner family and toward Ryan Miner, and that, you know, that big of a contingency from the 94 team was able to make it. That's, I mean, that's, uh, that's so touching. It's just, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is unbelievable. And, um, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about, especially there at the end when he was talking, uh, was, was just about him wanting to reconnect and, and with, and, and get back to Oklahoma and, you know, already with the golf tournament that they have. And this is part of what the whole hope of strengthening the OU baseball program. And as we move into the SEC, a bigger following and all, all of that all ties into, you know, helping, we hope that there's never a single other, you know, guy that has to go through an illness like that um, at a young age. But I, Damon pretty much set the blueprint on on how to help rally the the base, and I think that's exciting. Actually, I think when you when you look at the ability for us to be able to help former Sooners, it's it's pretty cool. I don't know about blueprint, but he definitely showed that there is now a solid base in which the OU baseball program is sitting on as far as a community of people who care about the program. I mean, and I'm and we're not tooting our own horn here, but you have the Burn Bums and the Doc B Pizza Party. You have the o- Oklahoma Baseball Club now. Uh, you have other other entities that are making scholarships that we've already, you know, or that we've already had in the process, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's just starting to grow in headed into the heading into the SEC and even heading into this last season in the Big Twelve. It's it's nice to see that we have that base, but now it's got to got to start flourishing. We've got to start expanding. We've got to start making it more important for people to be involved in it. And, you know, I've always hated people who are like, well, if you don't go to games, then you're, you're not a true fan because that's, that's not true at all. There are Oklahoma fans. And I'm not just talking about the baseball program, but there are university of Oklahoma baseball fans all over the globe. And it, it, some of them may have never even stepped foot on the campus but it is a global brand. It is a brand that people recognize. You know, when people think about sports in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State's pretty good. But they don't think about Oklahoma State. They say it's OU. You mm-hmm. all of our programs have got to be identifiable with that brand. And we've got to start bringing in the revenue that they deserve. And it's the only way to do that is to to start participating in some of these programs, whether it be the Crimson and Cream NIL Collective or whatever collectives that we've started having, you know, that are directing funds towards our players, the Oklahoma Baseball Club. I mean, you can get get involved in that for a hundred bucks. I mean, mm-hmm. you do that once a year. That's and you do that times however many, you know, hundreds of thousands of fans that we have around the the, the country. It starts to build up, and we can have yeah. nice things when we head into the SEC, and. You know, like I said before, I, I hate, you know, and Damon even said, it, said said this himself, you know, I hate that we have to gather under these circumstances, but it is nice to see that there is a uh, a big base in which the baseball program is able to, to rest on. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. And, you know, the other thing, I mean, yeah, I mean, obvious, you know, Captain Obvious here, but the other part of it is coming off of the success we've had so far in this, in this decade. So if you just think that, you know, the 2020s, 
if we look back um, at the end of this decade, we'll look back to 2020 as being a lost year for us where we, you know, the what could have been year, but you still look at it and say that was probably an Omaha, like every national pundits would say that that was probably an Omaha team. Uh, um, You know, 2021 um, was probably going to be the darkest part of the entire decade. Um, And even in that, you know, we had Tyler Hardman putting on just an absolute hitting clinic that year. Um, That was incredible. Um, You know, you had some guys start to develop from that, that team that eventually carried us to Omaha the next year. So, um, you you know, you can't look at it as a a total loss of a season um, because of, of what came next. And then, you know, last year, you know, I think we did what we needed to do. We got to a regional, won a game. Um, We were in the, you know, in the thick of it throughout the year, our name was never out of it. Um, and then this year we have a real opportunity to be, you know, what I what I think is just on paper a super regional team. I, I really think that that 2020 team, the, the COVID year really set the base. KP came from that. You know, we we've that is a, a base that is still here in some shape or form, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like what this this season could could bring uh some of the players that we have it seems oddly familiar from from that 21 to 22 transition you know we've brought mm-hmm. in a ton of arm arm talent uh brought in some absolute thunderous sticks if that's what you want to call them because i mean we got some bats in this lineup but what yeah. we have dedicated this episode to is talking about the schedule correct brandon that is correct. You want to kick us off in uh, in Arlington, oh, yes. since we're we're getting close to that, and you're leading the charge to to go down there. It's going to be fun, is it not? Oh man, I can't wait. I mean, the I'm only so thing that could ruin that weekend is if we were to go zero and three, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I, I honestly, I know that we have going to have to have some time to, you know, find our footing if that's what you want to call it. But uh, we don't are not afforded that this season because we start off with Oregon on February 16th in globe life field in the 3 PM game slot. Uh, my wife and I, Brandon and his wife will be there along with a ton of the other burn bums. So I look forward to seeing everybody there, but no, I, uh, I feel like this weekend is a uh, weekend where we could go two and one. I, uh, I probably think we probably dropped that game to Tennessee. I think it's probably a competitive loss. <laughs> I know we love those, that term around here. But I do. I can see it being a competitive loss. I can see that it that could happen with uh, either Oregon or Tennessee. I think we lose one one of those games at least. So yeah, I I would I would agree. I I slated us for two and one there. Uh, you know the thing about Oregon to me, um, especially after watching them a lot in the Super Regional because they played ORU, um, is is the thing that scares you about Oregon was like their lineup mashed. And all of their guys mashed, and they lost every single qualified 300 hitter from their last year's lineup. So, um, you know, it, it it's hard in these in these uh, invitational series to you can't really pick apart a team like that. You can't say like, oh, well, they lost all their 300 hitters, so it, you'd be expecting to beat them in a three game series because you only get to play them for one game. Um, but coming out of the shoot. I don't think from 
what they have offensively. Um, you know, I don't see them being putting up a ton of runs. You never know how it'll go. Um, but offenses in, in college baseball tend to start slow anyways. Um, cause pitching's usually ahead of hitting, but, uh, but yeah, I think that's that should be a very winnable game. Um, I think the the real one that you look at is if you want a good litmus test of where you are, like you said, can we play a close game against Tennessee? Don't we don't have like to me, you don't have to win that game. I'd love to win it. Obviously, would love to win it, but you don't have to win that game. Um, we just need to we just need to see that we can play against those guys. Or it could be what battle hardens us either way. I mean, you win mm-hmm. that game, it's super impressive. You come out of that weekend 2-1 and one, having beaten Oregon and Tennessee and losing to, you know, a close game to Nebraska as like a, you know, we, uh, we're we taking a breath game. You probably are ranked. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think we've got to have a 2-1 and one weekend, however it comes. But I, I think that it's, it's more than likely to either Oregon or Tennessee. But I could also see a sweeping that weekend as well. Everybody's going to find themselves in OU might find themselves earlier than than others. So, you remember that uh, LSU game from twenty twenty two? Yeah, that's that's to me one of those games where it was um, pretty apparent that we could play with anyone. It was early in the year, and we still had some you know ups and downs before we really got hot. But I felt like that was one of those games where it was just you know obvious that the team could play with with the big with you know anyone and, in the country. And I know it sounds so. like hedging my bet, but if you were to come out of that one and, you know, one and two and having your one law or one win to Nebraska as a save face day, it's no reason to panic. You know, even right. if we were to, to lose the entire weekend, I still would not panic. They're all serviceable, no. ba- serviceable baseball teams. And I just think that this is a, a prime opportunity. I mean, this is great scheduling. This is great to have, to be a part of this. This is what you want to be in. This is the uh, the what is it the Maui Invitational of college baseball. This is what this is. So if you do well in this, it, it means a lot for your season. Yes, absolutely. Um, and it's you know regardless of like you said, what happens is a huge RPI boost, um, which is an important thing. Pete Hughes, <laughs> um, you know, taking it out from that. I mean, obviously, you don't want to overlook that weekend um, or I, you almost can't say enough about it because how exciting it's going to be and the teams we get to play. But, um, you know, looking at the first midweek there against Dallas Baptist, you know, I, I, I marked that one as a loss. Um, I, I don't really know from a midweek starter standpoint who, where we're, what we're going to have. It's, you know, the midweeks are always interesting. You never know exactly. Um, anyone can beat anyone in a midweek. Um, and I think Dallas Baptist is going to have a really strong team this year. Um, they're going to build off of last year and um, pitching staff is going to be really solid. So um, I think maybe at, at that early on in the season, I think they might clip us there. I, I'm going to go against you here. I've got us winning this game. Uh, I feel like that our midweek pitching is going to be outstanding this year. I think it's actually going to really help us in the long run having a uh, you know a fourth starter, possibly even a fifth, if we can run two there. Because I, I fully believe that there is going to be some heavy competition for the weekend rotation. We've got some absolute flamethrowers in this in this group, and it's going to be tough. So, but I, I honestly believe our midweek is going to be a, a pretty big strength this year, and I think we take a take that game and, and run out of there. Now we three and one. 
headed to the right state, the four four game mm-hmm. set. So what do yeah. you have him at right now? Two and two. Two and two. I've got him at three and one. Okay. And then we head into that so, right state series with four games because we're playing a doubleheader on Saturday. So that'll be a, a nice long day in the February. <laughs> <laughs> a cold. Are we going to get a, a repeat of uh, Cal Baptist last year? Well, I, I, I My hope not. Gosh. But uh, Brandon, you going to come for that one? Cold. Well, I mean the cold weather, not the results. Um, oh, yeah, I'll be there for that nice. one. That'll Absolutely. Be yes. I'll be there for probably a couple of games of that That'll one. Be great. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I it's it's a team you should beat. It's a team that you should go three and one against. I I, I put them as three and one here. Um, it's hard to win four games in a row against the same team. It just is. Um, they, you know, they they are they were a decent team last year, and I know they. Um, gave Indiana State, which was a really good team, all they could handle in their regional, um, and you know they were they're coming off their tournament team. So um, you know you also can't overlook them. You know you see Wright State, and you're not looking at a major baseball powerhouse by any means, but um, you know they're not a bad team. No, these are not the little sisters of the poor like you might think. I know that that it's not the baseball powerhouse people can recognize, but that's not a bad club. However, I have us going four and zero. Starting the season seven and one. There you go. I've got us at five and three. That still is not terrible. Not against this. No, not against that start of the year for sure. Um, you know, and then we get another uh, a little invitational, which is. Um, so what, what I'm trying to remember back to last year, what did we only had one invitational last year, did we not in Frisco? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we played one invitational last year. Yeah, so you know, before we only get one home series before conference, which is very interesting. Not um, the worst thing in the world. No, I don't do I don't we, disagree do with that. Do we really I'll... want to be out there in those temperatures? <laughs> no, that is true. Spend all your time away you want because that's going to mean towards the end of the year we're going to have a lot of time in El Dill. That's true. No, that's really true. So now the the guys do get to go to Las Vegas yeah. for for that, and hopefully um, whatever happens there stays there. Yes, Not on the baseball right. field. Whatever they decide to do out on the town. <laughs> out on the town. Um, you know, I have us going three and zero in this one. Um, there's really. None of these teams last year finished above 75 in the RPI. Um, you know, Pitt didn't really do much last year. Not great pitching. Um, you know, Cal, Cal is the interesting one there. Um, they got a lot of returners, a lot of offense. Um, and then Ohio State, uh, we got to get some revenge we got to get yeah. some revenge from the Frisco Classic. Those um, violent uniforms yeah. as well. Oh my gosh, those that that's not their colors, correct? Like that's not their actual red color, right? I don't know, man. Whatever it was, it was wigging me out cuz it's like visually like weird, is it not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, it didn't look it doesn't look good. It was like an iridescent red, not like neon. Yeah. I mean, name it might might have been neon red. It was like highlighter red if highlighter red existed. Yeah, I mean it's a, just an odd shade. It's like it's got some form of like anthracite in it. I don't know. It's weird. It freaked me out. It's probably why we lost to him last year. But yep. yeah, no, we definitely got to seek revenge. I uh I think that we might get nipped in the 
in the bud by California. So if that's where we, if we lose a game that weekend, that's probably the one we lose. And again, that's probably our ace going that night. So I've got us going 10 and one. We're three and oh that weekend. All right. I've got us at eight and three. Um, You're probably well within the rankings by now. Easily. Probably eight or nine, even maybe even higher. If we go 10 and one, go 10 and one and through this stretch. Oh yeah. You're you're poking top. You're touching top 10. I think we're easily in the top 20. If you go eight and three. So is that what you have met? Yeah. No, you're definitely ranked at eight and three. Uh, Wichita State. This might be a trap, especially if you're riding high off these, uh, if we're as strong as we think we're going to be through now, this might be a trap, but it's at yeah. home. Uh, everybody's going to be feeling good. And so it, I, I've got us winning that game. We're now. Okay. One. I, I, I do as well. I, I really don't think Wichita State's going to be very good this year. They got to replace everybody. Oh, took half their team. Yeah. So yeah, between the Oklahoma schools took half of Wichita State's team. Yes. Yeah. Too bad. Too bad. Thank you, TCU. Oh man. Totally. How did that guy not come back to Oklahoma? I know why he From didn't, but Bethany, Oklahoma at that. That is like see that's atrocious. We can't come on. We can't man. we can't have guys like that going to other states. Can't happen. It's you know, we were going through a coaching change too with Butler. Yeah. So I mean it happens. I'm I mean it, it's I mean, I'm surprised he didn't come with it. I don't know. Yeah. That sucks. Money talks, man. Yeah. It does. It does. We should not be losing money battles with TCU though. Yeah. No, no, not at all. All right. Not... So now we start conference. Jeez. Three and weeks. And it is this. March eighth. We are at we are home. This is a home series versus the University of Central Florida Knights. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us the, what do you got, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, RPI ended the year RPI 119. That had a decent record. Um, you know, 12 and 12 in the American, had a strong end of the season, took Coastal Carolina into extra innings. Um, however, they only brought back one of their qualifying 300 hitters. Um, they have two, their two best pitchers back, uh, this year, but it's bleak after that. They do not have much, um, much pitching coming. Um, uh, of course you never know. Some guys might develop throughout the year. Um, yeah, you got to mop up on this one. Um, you really got to take, you got to take the series, but I, I really think one of the things about last year um, that we got to clean up. And, and even some of that 2022 year is sometimes we weren't able to put the bad teams away for, for three games and winning a three game series is hard, but, is. um, you, you gotta, you gotta take the series at least against this, this group. And it's one that you want to go three and zero on. Uh, yeah. So you got them going three and zero. I got them going three and zero. I have them going two and one that weekend. I uh, we probably lose the back end of this. So I've got us at thirteen and two to start Big Twelve play at two and one. It's a team that if you, I feel like if you beat on Friday, you've and you know if you beat them on Friday and make them use some pitching on Saturday and and win, then you're I think you you can win Sunday because they just don't have much pitching. So that's that's a good strategy for that uh, that series is try to win all three. 
try to win all three. It's a good strategy to on that series is to actually win the games. It's, yes. And so our very easy and cream puff schedule continues with Oklahoma State. This is there now you a, go. we're in a four game. Uh, this is the, a five game home stretch. The end of a five game home stretch where we have Bedlam in Eldale. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, we've got to win at home. And I believe our midweek pitching is our strength. I probably feel like the other half of the uh, Witherspoon brothers may take that role. Uh, mm-hmm. Malachi. So yep. I, I think that we, we've, that's our strength. I think we take this one that puts us at uh, 14 and two. Yeah. And I, I got us actually dropping this one. Um, you know, I don't know. It's, it's going to be, I, I feel like the Oklahoma state games are going to be shootouts every time. You know, their offense is going to be salty. I don't think their pitching is going to be amazing, but it hasn't been um, over the last couple of years. Um, so I don't know. I, you know, I think realistically, um, I, I would love to win this one. I tried to be pretty, pretty realistic with my, uh, my uh, choice picks here. And I do have a drop in this one at home. And then on the back-to-back days, we pick up UT Arlington be our first time facing off an official game versus our right. uh, former coach Van Hook and uh, old Aaron Calhoun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, you think he starts that game? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I, he I might don't be think in so. their weekend rotation. He's probably going to be in their weekend rotation. He, I would have, I have a good feeling. He's probably in their weekend rotation. Yeah. So I don't probably don't see, see Calhoun or he might be their closer. That's true. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we still don't, don't see, see that him. either. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. But I have us winning this game. I have this winning this one pretty convincingly. I know that we've had a heck of a stretch here, but I feel like we can we can dominate this game. So yeah. we're fifteen and two. I've got us at thirteen and four. We are both of our records have us squarely ranked. <laughs> so yes. Very very much so. But uh we're we're about to hit a couple of uh couple of big ins. Yeah, no, I mean that's a full week. You're ending your uh, your midweek on Wednesday. Uh, pick it back up on Friday in Fort Worth for TCU three game set. Uh, I've got us dropping this one. They are just too damn good. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean they are, um, and you know that I you know when I was looking at their at their roster, um, they. Boy, they rolled through everything last year. Um, I don't know if you remember what kind of a run they went on at the end of the year. It was very uh, R2022 run-esque. I mean, they rolled through the Arkansas Regional easily. They rolled through their Super Regional easily. um, And they came into the Omaha Guns of Blazing. So um, they did lose more than I thought they did. Uh, if I'm being honest, they lost more on the offensive side than I had thought they'd lost. So he went out and got some dudes though. They got tons of transfers and they spent money. So yeah, I I got us losing uh, the series uh, uh, one and two. Would you say Tolley was the crown jewel of that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it has, has to be because of his, his two way factor. I mean, yeah. Could you imagine if we had picked up Fred and, Totally. Well, you know, it makes you wonder, like, what do you, you know, where do you, no, I can't imagine it. It's a problem I would love to have. Yeah. Where well, do I you mean, put them? I still think we came out pretty strong on that. So, 
Yeah. But yeah, no, I think we dropped the series. They're, that's a tough squad. It's in Fort Worth. We, but we have seen where we have walked into that Lions team before and come out victorious. So I would not be surprised if we flipped that at all. But I've got us dropping that Big 12 series, put us at a 16 and 4. And okay, I've got us at 14 and 6. Still very promising season. Very promising season. Uh, Dallas Baptist midweek in, in Norman. Win it. Win it. I agree. I think at this point in the season, um, you know, our offense is probably clicking on all cylinders. So I don't see any reason why we wouldn't win that one in, in Norman. Now, I also feel like if Oklahoma State and OU are both doing really well, that uh, Tuesday matchup is probably going to be a primetime slot on ESPN. That's a great point. Yeah, it's a great point. Because they love inter- interstate rivalries in mm-hmm. the midweek. That's yeah. good, good viewing. Yep. All right, so but we're talking about Dallas Baptist. I apologize. No, that's okay. Uh, I got us winning that one. And then we then we have West Virginia rolling into town, and I think that's a team that might be a sleeper. They, I mean, they got some dudes on that just to, just to take a, you know, quickly back to Dallas Baptist, you, you still wouldn't be incorrect to saying that might be a midweek on ESPN because oh, yeah, no. there's a decent chance both of those teams are ranked um, in the top 15 at that point in time. I think we have an opportunity to see a lot of entertaining baseball this year. So yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be a fun ride regardless. So, so yeah, uh, yeah. no, uh, you're not wrong on, uh, on West Virginia. Um, you know, the thing that's interesting, um, and you know, one of the reasons why I think they're going to be, like you said, uh, they've got a real chance one, because they're coming off one of their best seasons in program history. And two, this is Maisie's last year, correct? I think so. They won 40 games last year, didn't they? They did win 40 games last yeah, year. No, yeah. They, and they, they're, they're going to be good. They're going to be real good. They did lose four of their top five hitters from last year. J.J. Weatherholt is returning. Yeah. Um, which he's, I mean, he's you know. He's number one overall. Yeah. Possibly. Like he's unbelievable. Um, they did lose a lot of their top arms as well. So they had a lot to replace. Um, but, you know, I, I just think it's one of those years when it's your head coach's last year. They He just took you on a, on a huge run. Um, you know, they're going to be playing – absolute you know all out for him so it's those are going to be hard we do get to have them in norman though that's nice not having to go up to morgantown they're gonna be playing inspired baseball brandon inspired baseball inspired baseball inspired baseball is tough to beat but uh i've got us taking that uh no i've got us taking that one yep i did two two and one one. yep so that puts us at 19 and five on mine 17 and seven for me in five and four in Big Twelve play, we're I mean, the Sooners are knocking on a uh, a top five <laughs> ranking at this point in my schedule. Yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No, no, it's doable. It's that's the thing. That's the thing. It's doable. I mean, did anybody think the basketball team was going to be what they were this year? No, uh, uh-uh. it's definitely a possibility. All right, moving on, Brandon. Oh. Oh, the 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 Omaha team from last year. The Omaha of, team. Sorry, Brandon. Yes, uh, but uh, no, I I do have them them winning this one. I think I do think Oral Roberts is going to be solid this year, um, but I'm not. I'm I'm very confident in the weekend rotation. I'm not 100 percent sure about what we're, they're going to have in the midweek, and I I don't think the offense is. I mean. 
obvious captain obvious here. I don't think the offense is going to be as potent as last year. Um, and so I just, th- there's a lot of question marks uh, for midweek games for Oral Roberts weekend. I think they're going to be deadly um, midweeks. Not, not hundred percent sure. So I've got that as a win. That was a hell of a hell of a club. It was, it was, it was insane. I mean, they were, they were that close to beating Florida, which was the national runner up and, you know, well, gave LSU all their money's worth. So, well, I've got oh, you beat them. So, <laughs> yep. I do too. I do too. Puts us at twenty and five on my schedule. Eighteen and seven here. And then we have Lamar coming to town. Let's say uh, they were a stickler the last time they came here. Yeah, they they were. Um, and uh, isn't where did where did Dalthit come from? Did he come? That's from where Dalthit. That is. Where yeah, Delphic yeah, yeah, yeah. From. This is where we got uh, Trevin Michael as well. Yep. So we gotcha. I mean, this might be a recruiting weekend for you. <laughs> <laughs> Big recruiting weekend. Um It's probably when they're gonna have the uh the alumni weekend as well. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's a good point, actually. No, I, I have us going going three and oh in this one. Uh I think it's maybe the one on my list where I, when I put three and oh down, I was like, boy, I could see them coming in and you know being one of those teams that you don't really think about and biting you, but I think this team has enough resolve that that won't happen. Yeah, I hope we put up some runs this weekend. I've got us going three and zero as well. I could see us dropping one of these as like a trap or whatever, but I've got us sweeping the weekend. I mean, I know my schedule is is quite uh, W heavy, but I mean this is definitely a, a possibility. I'm so I'm taking the high road on on everything. I get it, but no, this is definitely a weekend you go three and zero. So yeah, I've got us at twenty three and five. Okay, uh, Wichita, you taking? Taking Wichita there midweek? No, I'm not. You're taking a loss there? I think there? we're going to win in oh, Wichita okay. State. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. Is that what you said? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll take, I think we're going to win here. Okay. I do agree. What about, uh, we're kind of rapid firing here, but I really wanted to get to Okie State oh, and yeah, the next no. the next no. two weeks of conference this is, here. Uh, this is a hell of a series right here. You could, for all intents and purposes, lose this entire weekend and still be in perfect shape. You'll be just fine for the postseason. However, I think this is such an emotional series that this might be the fin- finally the time OU shows up the goes shows up in Stillwater and puts a hurting on on Oklahoma State in front of their own crowd. I've got us going two and one. No, I um I I certainly hope that's the case. I like I said, I took my schedule as legitimately a realist. I tried to take a realist perspective on it, um, and I I had us drop in this one in Stillwater because. Just for the sheer, sheer fact, it's been so hard to win um, at O'Brate for us over the last few years. So they can't do it every time, Brandon. I know, I know. I they can't I, do it every time. I, I, you're, I, I hate myself for it, but I tried to be, tried to be a realist on this one. You know, I, I they treated uh, Kale Davis. They treated Kale Davis so badly. Yep. Last year, I and, and you know what? Do you not remember what I said would happen? When uh, Ben Abram, ben Abram pitched in Norman, did anybody boo his ass? No, not a damn person booed him. Brandon, we we took we tipped our cap, and he whooped the shit out of us. He did, but not one person booed him. No, nope. but we go up to a break, and they absolutely lit Kale Davis's ass up. They ought to be ashamed of themselves. So that's if karma is going to revisit them this year. I'm all I'm all in for it. I I really hope so. And it you know, 
I really, really hope so. Although, you know, so this is a little bit different than football because there's no doubt in my mind that we'll continue to play Oklahoma State in baseball. Oh, God, yes. Hell, we might, so, play, them. We might play them seven times again. <laughs> yeah. We have seven uh, non-conference games. Every midweek of the season is just... Call it the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma World Series. Yeah. So, um, but no, I mean, I've I've got us at 23-9 and nine right now. Um and uh, what do you, where are you sitting at us at? I've got to say twenty six and six. Okay. What about uh, our second meeting against UT Arlington? I think the another midweek matchup where our pitching shows out how de- our depth of our pitching staff shows. So that's another another win. I also have that as a win. Uh, and then boy, K State, K State in Norman, buddy. We're not getting swept. We're not getting swept at all. As a matter of fact, we're going to do the sweeping ourselves. And we're going to break out the 19 ways to lose poster again. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. So that's our 30th win right there, boy. Yeah? You're sweeping it? 30 and 6. Oh, boy. I have us going 2 and 1, but man. Number yeah. one ranking. <laughs> Number one ranking, 30 and 6. Um, I it's You know, it's one of those things, you know, I think we talked about it a little bit earlier. They're old and experienced. Um, and I, I'm glad we play them later in the year. Cause I think our, um, y- you know, I think when I was looking at some of the reports um, from like on D one baseball and you know, what, what they lost from last year from some of these teams, you know, there were, there were teams like Texas and TCU where I was like, Ooh, boy, they lost a lot more than I thought. I think they might be a little too high on them. Um, but they are Kansas state is an objectively good baseball team. Are they a regional team or a super regional team? I don't def. I don't know. Probably maybe not, but they are like, they are a good baseball team. So um, it's a hinge series in the year is what I put. Like you are going to be, the guys are going to be up for this one. I feel like if you win this one, uh, you're going to catapult yourself into the back half of the season. I mean, and if Kansas state's as good as they, as they, uh, have advertised them, then this should be a marquee series, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, catapult, definitely into the postseason. But uh, I think they're as good as Pete Hughes allows them to be. You know, I'm always going to side on the the favor of Pete Hughes doing something to to ruin it for him. So, yeah. no, I've got us running the weekend. I've got us breaking out the, the 19 ways post. So, we no midweeks after that. Nope. We have our uh, BYU series in Provo. That's the weekend that the uh, football spring game is. Yeah. I feel like we should have some sort of viewing party out on the berms, you know. That'd be fun. I thought it would be. I thought it'd be great. You watch the the football or the baseball game on TV and then head on over to the to the scrimmage. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I agree. That'd be a blast. But I mean, uh, do you think how how do you think we do that weekend? I think they're the. I mean, we don't play Kansas this year. Uh, it's uh, Kansas and Houston are the two teams we don't play, and. Uh, from, from the Big Twelve, and uh, this is—I mean—the way I put it is like this is this is Kansas. This is the Kansas on our schedule. Um, it, it's it, you got to have it. Um, it's probably the weakest team that we play all year. That's—I mean, maybe yeah. I would say they're the weakest team we're going to play all year. And uh, yeah, there's just really no other way to put it. You got to you got to have it. Yeah, got to go three and zero on this one. I completely agree. I've got us going three and zero. So that would be that puts me at 29 and 10. 
Uh, Wichita State, uh, I feel like this is one of those games that th- there might be at this point in the year a question mark if we play it, um, depending on where everything is sitting. But uh, I did slate that one in as a loss. This might be the one that get us. Uh, hopefully the whole team isn't deathly ill this time around. Right. Yep. It seems like they play us pretty well later in the year. So um, I slated that one as a loss heading into Texas weekend at home. Yeah. Do you think it stays or are we playing down in Arlington again? I don't. I think, you know, they'd have to make that rule pretty quick or that rule or that um, not rule that change pretty early in the season. Like they'd have to get it in the works and get everything going. Like it's not something you just do two weeks ago. I wonder how much of it will be dependent on how the showings are at Eldale. Like, are we, are we selling out UCF weekends or is, is attendance low? Well, I mean, if, if we're winning at the clip that I have us at, there should be no reason why there's not a packed Eldale Mitchell. That right. being said, I mean, Texas is per, you know perennially good at baseball. If OU is on the run that I have Mun, I mean, this is going to be like a elite marquee matchup. In they may not have a choice but to sell it to to Tarlington, you know. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. wouldn't be surprised at all if they do. That being said, it could be a, a nice way to draw attention to how uh, what you know what Eldale needs. You get enough fans in there that don't like what we have and want more, more for them. You know, it's it's kind of a, 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 a you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. You know, yeah. so what do you so how do you have us pulling out this weekend? I, I do have us winning that. I mean, they were a really good team last year. Um, I kind of forgot how good of a team they were last year, and I did forget that if it weren't for a pop up that they did not play right, they would have been in Omaha. Um, but. You know, I think they they do have a lot of questions on offense. Uh, they they lost a lot on offense, um, but they are going to have a strong pitching staff. And uh, and the reason I put two and one um, from my perspective, I like teams that I think we match up well against teams that have a strong staff and questions on offense because I think we're we're going to have a very very potent uh, offense, and I think our pitching is going to hold up better than it did last year. Yeah, no, if if we have that magic mix, that balance of pitching and hitting, there's absolutely no reason why neither, either of our records aren't obtainable. I mean, I think this is this is a season where, you, you know, you, you've got to do it. It's a put up or shut up year. Uh, there's, there, it's, there is no doubt that we're going to have some turnover in the roster between now and, and 24. Uh, you know, as good as that class is going to be, we we're going to have some young guys in positions next year. So this is a year where you've got to make some, make a run. So mm-hmm. I, I agree. And that's a series that you've got to, you got to show that you deserve, you know, to be with, with the big boys. Yeah, absolutely. This is a, a hell of a year for sooner baseball, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Flagship year. We're going to, we're going to, this is, I mean, you, if, if we're at this point, in the season, we're squarely ranked number one, correct? I I mean, probably six and seven. Probably not because we're not in the uh, the SEC yet, yet, so yet. we don't get that bias. Uh, we okay. we'll we'll be in the top five, probably the top four. I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. All right. So now now we got a uh, Oral Roberts in the Eagles' nest, man. In Tulsi Town. Yeah, I uh, call call it uh, being diplomatic of me, but I I got us losing that one in Tulsa. And uh, 
I think that the reason why to me is that I feel like by that time, the midweek would be figured out for ORU. And, um, and so I just feel like later in the year, they're a tougher team for that reason. So I got us dropping that one. I can see that happening and I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one, Brandon. Y'all can, y'all can take that. Okay. It'll be, we're going to try something new on the mound. Maybe we'll pitch backwards or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, uh, you take it from us to put us down at uh, 36 and eight on the year. Okay. Heading into, uh, heading into Lubbock. Heading into Lubbock, man. I um I got us losing this one, and we always, I mean, they always mash um in Lubbock. Um, you know, this is another one of those teams to me that the uh, national pundits seem to be kind of down on Tech. You know, not necessarily like they're going to be a bad team this year, just not as as good as they've been historically. Um. But, you know, they look really good on paper to me. Um, tons of returning hitting. Um, they lost some on the mound, but uh, all of their mid-range arms are coming back and uh, will have definitely gotten better. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure they didn't, you know, not take anyone from the portal. So, um, you know, I have us going one and two here. So I think this is our third, the only the third and last series loss in the Big 12 that I have us losing. So, all right. I can see that. I think we dropped this one as well. The Red Raiders are tough to play in Lubbock. I think we had a pretty good time the last time we played there, did we not? I think we took that series to... I think we did, because that was the one of the catapult series yeah. into uh, the yeah. run. Um, and I think it was one of those series that like there was just a million runs scored. This could also be one of those weekends that like we used in that that season to you know, propel us towards the postseason, but I got us dropping it. So that would put us at uh, 37 and 10 on my record and 16 and 8 in Big 12 play. Okay. Very good. Uh, Baylor at home. I don't know, man. I feel like this is a sweepable series. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have us going 3 0 in this one. Um, you know, they didn't even get a write up, a fall write up from D1 baseball. Um, really? No. And I mean, they're returning some guys. But I, you know, to me, I was thinking like, are you really that upset if they run it back with the same guys they went 20 and 35 with last year? You know, like, uh, yeah, bring them back. <laughs> like they weren't great last year. They probably, probably aren't going to be amazing this year either. So yeah, I have us going three and on that one. Yeah. I, and I highly doubt OU takes a risk this weekend. So yeah, I've got us going three and as well. Puts us, gets us our uh, 40th win. I mean, I, I have to feel like we're knocking on a number one ranking at this point. Yeah, if if we're at 40 wins with a week left of baseball. Hey. Yeah, that's a good good chance. It's got to happen sometime, Brandon. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you think we're going to do against Xavier? Yeah, I have that as a drop. I mean, it's a long travel one, um, day. Uh, they're, you know, easy to forget that they were a regional team. Um, last year and they beat Vandy in the regional and they're returning a lot. Um, so they're going to be a good ball club this year. Um, and like I said, seeing how that's a, you know, in Ohio long road trip. Um, those are always tough midweek games to win when you've got lengthy road trips and, you know, playing a really solid squad at home. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I feel like we win this game though. I feel like it's, you know, they're probably getting ready for their uh, Thursday matchup with Cincinnati. So we were probably going to throw everything we got at them as far as like 
numbers wise, not not trying to win the game. I'm saying we'd probably pitch everybody. Yeah, pitch a million guys. And this, you know, this is now we're you know headed into Cincinnati for that last weekend. So I've got us beating Xavier. Uh, I don't think that we, you know, in this whole schedule, it is a rough, rough, rough schedule. I've got us handling handling it swimmingly. Yes. So uh, I, I mean, Cincinnati, man, tell me what you got. Yeah, I I, I put us at three and zero. I mean, um, they weren't necessarily a good team last year. Uh, it's it's a new new head coach from Central Michigan. Um, they do have an old, experienced lineup, um, but they pitched to a six point seven four team ERA last year. And from what I saw, they didn't bring anything in that could potentially change that. So either those guys developed a ton, or they are going to be a really bad pitching team this year um, with a new head coach. So definitely you know, we might be getting their last games of the season. <laughs> um, or they're battle hardened for <laughs> yeah. destruction. Yeah. You know, that you're, you're not wrong. That could be one of those series where they have nothing to lose. Um, yeah. And they're, you know, these, they know that this is their lot. They're not going to make the big 12 tournament. Um, you know, they're not going to make a regional. So they're just like looking to play spoiler. So um, there's definitely that dynamic, but man, I just don't see any reason that we don't go three and zero in that one. So I've got us ending the year at thirty eight and sixteen. As a comparison, we went thirty and twenty four last year. Uh, so I see, I easily see this team being eight wins better than they were last year. I could, with the pitching we have, I could definitely see that. If it's as good as as projected, we we definitely have a run. I have a. Uh, seen in several outlets d1 being one of them uh perfect game being another one where they had projected ou as a big 12 dark horse uh one of those teams that if they show out on the mound and, and have even a little bit of offense they could do a lot of damage in the big 12 so i've got us going three and oh this weekend as well uh that puts us at uh 44 and 10 overall in a 22 and 8 conference record which <laughs> You got to see my wife over here laughing. Hosting a regional, uh, Hosting. national seed. <laughs> we probably take a break during the Big 12 tournaments, which will uh, be nice. No, this is definitely doable. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you. I You know, I think, um, I don't know. I think for this season, we're, we're an extremely high floor team. That's what I see us as, an extremely high floor team. I don't know what the ceiling is. I think the sky's the limit, but I see us being a, like, I really do believe that the floor on this year is, you know, like a bad year in my mind is if we win less than like 34 games. Like that's like, that seems to be 33, 34 wins seems to be like our absolute floor. Um, And uh, honestly, I think this year is going to be a year where we, we can't rely on the RPI. I don't think the Big 12 is going to be as strong as a whole conference because of the additions aren't the best baseball schools. And so they're going to drag down the conference RPI and thus ours. But I don't think we need it. I think we're easily a top five team in the Big 12. And their Big 12 is probably going to get six in. So, Oh, I, I totally agree. We're now a much bigger conference. Hopefully we get that, you know, SEC treatment because we have, you know, ton of teams so we do have a large resume as far as the conference schedule goes i mean this is is 
easy as I've made it sound, it's it's going to be brutal. I would I would lean more towards what you have as a, as a uh, win loss record than what I have. Most definitely, I'm going on if every pitcher we have shows up as advertised. If Fred and Snyder show up and are absolutely dominant, like we know they can be, if our, uh, you know, two of our three headed monster that we've had for so long, if they show back up and have monster seasons, uh, if KP really shows out this year. I mean, this is a chance for Madrin to really, really shine. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've got some, some horses on this team that can absolutely run all over the place, whether it's pitching, hitting, Running the bases, making plays, we they have gone out and found what we needed, and if they can can do what they need to do, my record is not necessarily out of the realm of possibility. But I would lean more towards what Brandon's got going on. I think that we are a a Big Twelve dark horse. I think that we probably finish in the top three or four in the conference. I, I really think we have that in us, and I think we got a super regional in us. And I, I think that you know heading into the Big Twelve tournament. We will have turned some heads this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I really do think that it, 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 we're a super regional team this year. We're we're a little bit old. We've got the transfers in. We've still got the young with the freshmen. That you know, every good team seems to always have the freshmen um, that make a big impact. So I think we've got kind of all the pieces there. And um, you know, yeah, super excited. Schedule was really fun to go through and, and look what we've got coming this year. S- ton of wins on there. Um, even if we're, we are sh- sunshine pumpers, but um, uh, yeah, no, it, it's really good. So uh, I think in the next couple of weeks, we're going to do a little bit more of a roster breakdown since we've already done the schedule breakdown. Um, and that'll be exciting as well. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun. We, you know, the season will be here before we know it. Uh, we've got some guests lined up and uh Little Bertie has told me that we might have a uh, a big time name joining us before the season starts. So uh, be on the lookout for that because that's going to be fun. But Brandon, this was great. I know I uh, probably sound a little crazy, especially being sick, but especially with my uh, win loss. But it was fun. I enjoyed this, man. Yeah, yeah. It's I. It's one of my favorite things. You know, I like looking at the stats and the research. So. Um... I, I love looking at this schedule and just thinking of, of what, what could be. But um, like I said, I think it's just such a um, the high, high floor team. I mean, we're going to be good this year. We're going to win a lot of games. Um, and I, it just can't get here quick enough. Yes, sir, man. It's going to be fun. Well, man, I know we're going to talk before we go to Arlington, but I really need everybody who can make it down there to show up. Uh, I know that the, what is it? The full, Alumni Club of Fort Worth, mm-hmm. right? They're they're trying to get some people together that Friday night or that Saturday night because that's going to be some fun, man. You know, I, not all of us are staying at the same hotels. I think that, you know, we're kind of spread out around the stadium because there really wasn't a seating chart first all pick stuff from. But we're going to have a nice contingency down there. It's going to be fun. That Frisco trip last year, if it's anything like that, this is going to be a blast. So I encourage everybody who can make it down there to do that. Uh, check out the Oklahoma the Oklahoma Baseball Club. Uh, look for it on Twitter. You can also Google Oklahoma Baseball Club, and you're going to get the Oklahoma City Baseball Club links. But if you go like two or three down, you're going to run right into that that uh, sponsorship page. And I encourage everyone to, to try and donate something. Mm-hmm. And reach out to these NILs because we really need the help and the team really needs the help. But 
let's get it done. And Brandon, we're going to have a, a blast over the next few weeks. Let's get it done, man. Boomer Sounds Center. good. Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner.